Thank you. Welcome to season three of The Sesh, recorded live at the studios of Flashpoint College in Chicago. Hey, this is Tommy Lee Johnston, your host for this session. Thanks for joining us. I had the pleasure of sitting down in our season opener for a conversation with Chicago-based Americana artist David Anthony Marshall, and we cover a wide range of subjects from his early musical upbringing to his road to now prolific songwriter. We'll also have the opportunity and pleasure to listen to tracks from his new album called Ancora Imparo, available on iTunes and a definite music download and featuring Jack Mazenga. Enjoy. I was always an imaginative kid who just was always dreaming and jumping off and I loved, I was a television kid. I mean, you probably can relate to that. I was a complete TV kid. I loved, loved the medium and I loved movies and I loved uh, comic books and I loved, you know, going off into fantasy, that kind of thing and creating my own uh, stories. When I was about six years old, I think it was exactly that. For my, for Christmas, I had gotten uh, uh, money to go and buy record albums. And I told my mom that's what I wanted to do. She said, you got money to go and get some stuff? I said, I wanted to go get records. Because yeah. my mom had a slew of records, and I yeah. wanted all these rock and roll records. What kind of record did your mom my have? Cousins. Uh, what were you she, to? she had oh, things like Chad and Jeremy, um, Al Green, yeah. Isaac Hayes, nice. um, Good stuff. Ray Conniff and his orchestra, oh, yeah. uh, Eileen Farrell, you know what I mean? Uh, Puccini's arias, things like that. She had... She had uh, uh, all the crooners and all that kind of yeah, thing, but she yeah. got she had gotten into soul and had all this Motown as well. So that was something that I was always hearing, as well. So she takes me out to go and get these albums, and I, uh, you know, at six years old, I picked out Sgt. Pepper, I picked out Blind Faith, which scared the hell out of her because of the, <laughs> the prepubescent girl on the front of it, you right, know. Right. Uh, but I knew there was one song in there that I knew that my uncle had played, and you know. It, you know, on the radio, or, you know, I, don't, I guess it was a record, you know, that he had played, you know, right. that, but I'd heard it, but he was always singing it, you know, yeah. so, yeah, yeah. and Led Zeppelin's first album. Wow, oh, good pick. So, yeah. so all of a sudden, I'm I mean, getting was, into When you were buying Led Zeppelin's first album, did you know what you were getting, or did it just look cool to you? And I knew like, one, I knew yeah. one song, yeah. I knew one song that was, that was uh, something that I was hearing from the people around me, you know, that were listening to rock and roll, so I knew uh, um, the, uh, 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 I think it was "Thank You." Okay, that was on the first. You know. So, so as a six-year-old, six-year-old listening to Led Zeppelin, did uh, you know? I mean, you're six, but did, do you think that maybe you had a uh, maybe a certain amount of understanding about really what was happening? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. It was about the bombast and about the yeah. big soundscape kind of thing. Yeah. It was about the you know the you know it's kind of like it, it, rock and roll singers too at that time. Uh, Steve Marriott and Robert Plant, the guys who were emulating Screaming Jay Hawkins, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and Howling Wolf, and you know, like right. just letting go with emotion, you yeah, know, yeah. and and overtopping kind of melody, just and getting very bluesy. Right. That appealed to me. There was sure. just this idea of this breaking free of something that was being, you know. Just you know, you'd say have something written, but then you scribble all over it. Right, <laughs> right. You know yeah, I mean? Hearts are filled 
arms lying in the dark at night I can hear everything Years and years of life gone by Every word you ever said to me and I I will keep this Truth is imprinted upon me now But I'm here
my musical interests mirrored kind of where we were at and what was going on. I mean, um, I, my mom was really getting into, she did that. She pulled in new artists that were uh, responding to the time too. So all of a sudden I'm listening to protest songs, I'm listening to folk singers, I'm listening to, you know, all, all the things that are going on with that. And at the same time, I'm drifting over and getting into punk and, and harder rock right, and right. heavy metal. And, you know, I got into Black Sabbath because I got this KTEL album, if you remember those <laughs> yes, guys. I do. Yeah. Yes. Where they actually, you know, it's a compilation all, album. All your favorites, yeah, you know. Right, and, right, uh, right. and on there, it had Iron Man and oh, it had yeah. Kick Out the Jams by yeah. MC5 and it had, you know, and I was just sure. like, ah, you know, and <laughs> Radar Love, you know, and all that. So, right. uh, that's just been, it's been in me for the longest time. I wrote my first song when I was 12 that I can look back on that I felt good about it being a good song. It was a ripoff of an Eagles song, basically. Okay. okay. Um, you know. Going to put it on the new album? Coming no. Up? No. Okay. <clears throat> no. The redone version of it. <laughs> Maybe you should play it for us today. Just, yeah. Just for fun. I'm Do you remember? You remember all the lyrics? I, I might. I might. Yeah. I can, I can throw out a, a bar or two of it. You'll know exactly. If you know the Eagles early yeah. on, yeah. there was a song called Outlaw Man. Okay. You know? Okay. Which is, yeah. What, so what's the name of this song? The, that song was called... Um, Man on the Run? or <laughs> No, no it's, not, running, it's, no, not a, it's not a textual uh, <laughs> you know, rip-off. It's just yeah, the style. Style, yeah, so, sure, yeah. sure. So, you know, you take all it's those... It's homage. Uh, okay. Well, it's everything that influences you. But, you know, you know, it's funny. I've been sort of shared with you that I write as well. And I've been, yeah. I've been kind of looking at my writing. And I wonder whether or not you do this. I'm trying to find that direct reflection of who I am. Well, it's interesting because that lyrically... I still feel, um, and I've been writing for quite a while, and yeah. I can look back on the style of my writing, and I can look back on the amateurish, as I see it, yeah. you know, lyric writing from earlier on, and then feel better about what I'm doing now. Obviously, now that I'm taking the opportunity to put these all to uh, to vinyl or whatever, you know, put them down you right. know, and record right. them, um, which I've done. I feel confident enough about these lyrics to present them to people and I played them out in front of people and you know it's just years and years of that building the confidence to say look this is how I felt about something these are the lyrics that I wrote have you felt that for a while now well or it just, comes or and you goes, feel like you're coming into it, that now. it comes and goes and I'll tell you why because what happens uh, is the most interesting thing is when you've written a song and you play a song in front of people and you know that it's your your expression and it's important for you to be able to just let that go and that's yeah. the purest form of what that art is mm -hmm. what's interesting is how it's interpreted and yeah. when someone comes up to you and says those lyrics meant a lot to me you know uh, and then you think about it and you go okay that's interesting and then they tell you their interpretation and it's nothing like what you right. had interpreted when yeah. you when you wrote it but it means so much to that person yeah. because it touched on something in their own Perspective. And there must be a thrill in that for you, even though it has maybe absolutely nothing to do with what it's you meant or thrill, felt, right? It's a huge thrill, yeah. But what's right. interesting, too, is there's the other side of the coin, you know, where you're the fear of being in, a, in an interview with somebody who's a musicologist mm -hmm. who turns around and says, so when you wrote this, yeah. you know, are you right. referring to blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Do you understand why this doesn't relate to this? And yeah. why is this phrase here and this phrase here? That doesn't make sense, you know? But, but was this just... Stream of consciousness? Is that what that was? Because those know? are usually those are usually you questions really know, you can't answer. Like, you really yeah, I don't know, know what you're saying, nah. Mr. Marshall. You know, it's like you know, like, yeah. no, it's just it's just a bunch of shit I wrote. Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. right. So, then you run out of the room. Can I crying. say that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you Sorry. can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Please, it's fine. But you know what I mean. We're all it's, adults here. Yeah. yeah. 
So it's, and I look at my own things and I go back and edit, you know, that's yeah, the funny right. thing is I'll go back and go, okay, wait a minute, that doesn't, that doesn't jive. It, it sounded good. And a lot of times, and it's the cliche of, you know, uh, especially rock and roll writers, you know, well, it rhymed, mate. <laughs> <laughs>
So are you always writing a song then? I mean, will you ever? Yeah. Will you ever leave a song as it is and just leave it, or? Are you oh no no. Oh, I see what you mean. No yeah, no. no. I, I'll write them and leave them. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, there's a there's that sort of personal thing that happens. I think with writers, and, and maybe you have this. You know, you're writing a song and it's just you, and you're in your head, and you're the lyrics, and, and it's 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 a it's an awesome moment, you yeah. know, that you share with yourself and all the other voices in your head, right? You know, and and and, and I think that is, seems to be the thrill of writing, at least for me, it is. And then there comes that point where you then just put it out, right? And now it becomes everybody else's. Now I've gotten song. to that point with with quite with all of them. I mean, for the most part, there's uh, there's very few moments now where I actually look. What's funny is that I have so many songs that haven't seen the light of day that are still viable that I look back on and I want to do and then I look back on those and review those lyrics and go, hmm, mm, if I yeah. tweak those a little bit, maybe yeah. that'll work, you know, that kind of thing. But as far as the ones that are those songs that I feel great about presenting right now, right. yeah, they're pretty much, they're just... So you'll, you'll put away songs, works in progress that you maybe at some point you'll pick up again. Because, mm. you know, there is something to for walking away from you know, whatever it is that you're creating yeah. and then coming back. You have to learn to do that. Yeah. That's just it. It's kind of like any of the, like, that's the thing. I'm so, uh, <laughs> as old as I am. <laughs> I guess, hey, you're as old as I am. Yeah, so. I know, I know. As young as you are. Well, by, com yeah, yeah. The, you know, in the, in, the realm of, in the realm of all of this, sure. you know, this music thing and putting out albums and doing all that, it, what's interesting is that uh, there's still a lot of novice there in right. terms of my, you know, just, and part of it is that, letting go, right. just, yeah. okay, you know, be done with that. And also this huge need to do that as well. Yeah. So, so. You, so after all these years, do you still feel like maybe you're still a new songwriter trying to, shouldn't you always feel that way, don't you think? I though? think, you think I was going to say, I, I don't know if you should, but I think I will, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I will always feel that way. And I, right. and I think I should feel that way. Right. So. I mean, we're always learning, we're always, we're always sort of evolving. Well, that's the, name, the always... name of my album is Ancora Imparo. Okay. And it's uh, and it's an Italian or Latin phrase meaning I'm still learning. Right. So right. yeah. Let's talk about that album. Um, please. Uh, yeah, please. Let's, let's I, do that. I'm not a musicologist. But <laughs> in that one song, yeah. David, you yeah. yeah. Did well, you I'll mean, tell you. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's true because there is one song that came from a dream, which I find very interesting, and I've I've done that before where I've awakened from a dream and immediately gone and written something oh, down. Oh, fun. You know. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because I think that's what happened with uh, satisfaction. You know, Keith Richards had that. Okay. He got up from he, or he did the other thing. I I, I don't I'm screwed up now about the myth of it, but you know, turn on a tra tape recorder and then go to sleep. You know, because if you do something in your sleep and then you wake up and listen to it, go, oh, that's good, mate. <laughs> <laughs> like that, you know? that could also so. be pretty frightening. Too. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Erase that quickly. <laughs> Destroy that tape. So Keith Richards, dream or hallucination, one of the yeah, two. Yeah, right? yeah, I don't yeah. know. But um, there's there are uh, ten songs on this album. One of one or two of them are really short. Uh, It'll be fine. And Gothic Lullaby are two songs that are are very short. Yeah. And Gothic Lullaby is just a an intro piece right. that is planned to be used in this other song later. But it's a it's a great little mood mm. you know uh, creator. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a punctuation spot basically. I, I will tell you if you know Gothic Lullaby and I was I've, I've listened to it a couple of times and I was actually watching uh -huh. you perform that on on YouTube. 
And it, it's the kind of song that I kind of wish I had more of. It, for me, it just wasn't long enough. Quite mm -hmm. on, if I'm, if, no, which is good. good. I think yeah. that says a lot about the song. And, yeah. And I was thinking about you as a the vocalist in that particular song because you're you're not singing, but you are. Um, yeah. Hum, it's not humming, really. Well, you. <laughs> It's completely it's, on key, by the way. Well, I, let's hope. Yeah. I, right? <laughs> of course. It's uh, yeah. It, it's a it's a thing that came about creating a mood. It's yes, a, it's, it's definitely a mood. It's an E minor kind of you know darkness, uh, but soundscapeish yeah. moment that I found that wasn't as cliche as I thought it would be. You know what I mean? Yeah, you you yeah, do yeah. certain. You do you, as a as a guitar player, you play a, a, a riff here and there, yeah. and you'll go. Okay, come on. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? That's been done a million times, yeah. you know. Right, right. Uh, you do your basic, you know, dun 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 You know, right. like, okay, uh, how's that going to be original or new, you yeah. know? And then also feel, you'll, you'll do that and you'll get all excited for about 10 minutes and then you then you list, you go to do it again and you're all embarrassed because, oh man, <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe that's what that is. Right. This is one of those things where it's not like that. I actually yeah. felt so good about how I found the variations on this yeah. piece that it uh, it continually surprises me. It uh, still, yeah, and yeah. I and I I see it as I, uh, commercially. I thought it would be cool for like a video game. You know what I mean? But I, it, it but, took me by surprise. But I don't know. I mean, it took me by surprise. It I really think did. it does. I think most yeah. people don't expect what it's going to turn yeah. into, you which know? is exciting. And, yeah. A lot of what I've been writing in the last 10 years, I think, has to do with this idea of moving through something. And they're transportational in that way. They're, they're, they're soundscape, soundtrack, you know, moments for me. They, uh, every one of them lends themselves perfectly to moving uh, visuals. Mm -hmm. Something, you know, riding on a train, walking, you know, seeing the sky move above you, yeah, that kind of thing. So there's definite movement in all of them. They don't sit still, and that's that's important. I think about all of this. 
any particular single that you're you're looking at? I mean, do you even really think about? I mean, do musicians think about singles anymore? I mean, it seems yeah. like it, I mean, is there any one song That's in particular that means That's means more question. to you than any other? Well, yeah, there. You know, it's interesting. I as as much as they all link together, yeah. uh, and I and sometimes I struggle to imagine that they do, and others times it makes logical sense that they do. It's 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 a kind of a moving thing as well. Uh, they, every one of them gets written in a sense as this idea that it could stand on its own mm-hmm. and be not, it's not necessarily taken out of context. It's not a concept album in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, where you couldn't just take one, one or out. two. Yeah. yeah. I'm Right Here is a, is a sweet little lullaby kind of thing. And then uh, Love Lives is a testimony to uh, my understanding of how, you know, uh, how love struggles and and survives through good and bad and and stays mm-hmm. and it can it can be there and be resilient. Uh, and it came about in a, in such a way in terms of putting two pieces together, not realizing that the song could work that way, just so that I could use it as a backdrop for a a memorial uh, for somebody who had passed away mm-hmm. that I was doing as a, on a movie maker. Yeah. So I put that music in and then listened to it later and realized that's going to be good together and it yeah. works really well, you know. So so it, it whenever I hear that song or when I play that song, no. it brings about those memories of a flashing of a life, you know, that happened that lived from 1912 to you know, 2010. And that and that single to me is one of those songs where you would have people coming up to you and having their own experience it has happened, with, yeah. right? I mean, it was obviously a very personal experience for you, and it's just one of those that people can can make their own. You know, I think you've sort of provided, you know, that's you've provided really, a song. That's, that's an ambition of mine. That yeah. I mean, in, in writing any of this too, yeah. Tommy. That's 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 what I want. Is I want the I want songs that are not just going to stay mine. That that somebody can. Having you know, as part because we all do. You and I both. I know you. You. Everyone relates to this as having right. songs that have a an emotional connection to a certain time in their life, or mm-hmm. you carry it around. You hear that song and it brings you right back to that moment. Right. You know that kind of thing. Right. 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 That's that's an amazing thing for artists to realize. You know, yeah. I think. I mean, I, I if I was Getty Lee, I you know, or right. whoever, you know right. what I mean. Right. And I and somebody came up to me and said, you know. That song is a, is part of the soundtrack of my life. You know right. what I mean? Right. That's not like that song means so much to me because of this and that. Right, and right. Just that part is that song is part of my life's soundtrack. Sure. You know. Sure. Definitely, it takes you back. That's you. you ooh, yeah. Don't smack the microphone. Yeah, it's okay. We can, <laughs> we'll keep that in there. It's not part of the effect. Sorry. Oops. Yeah. Um, well, David, I'm glad we finally have done this. We've been talking about yeah. this for a little while, and uh-huh. here you are, and. Um, so happy that you're here. Are we done? I got another yeah, few hours. No, well, no. hey, we, we can keep going if you want. <laughs> we want to hear you play too. I, I want to do that. You're a nice guy, a good that. guy to talk to, oh, but we'd, fine, we'd okay. like to hear you play. Jeez, kick me out. Okay. Jeez. We're just going to kick you into the other studio. Okay, that. fine. All right. All right, brother. Thanks, man. I appreciate Yay. you coming out. Yay. All right. And uh, look forward to Thanks. hearing your music. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, bud. to a poet, 
and he gave me a chance. I tossed him a coin and he let me rant about mutual suffering and love's resistance. No healing words could he encant. Stumbling and rambling and dreaming again But I'm not as indifferent as you think that I am The leaves are all blowing but I can't say goodbye This may be one of my greatest crimes Love lives through the best and worst of times Staring at the walls again Broken my wings I don't know where I've landed And every time I look into myself I see your eyes Your image has been burned into my mind It's so easy to lie It's so hard to say no There's no way to describe the letting go and Love lives through the best and worst of times Love lives through the best and worst of times myself a long, long time some things stay close to the bone and love lives through the best and worst of times and love lives through the best and worst
<laughs> and I did. Oh, thanks, mate. Thanks. <laughs> 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 That's funny. 